Warren Wheatley is breaking into his holiday to bring us up to date on, I think, something that a lot of SME owners in South Africa have been waiting for, Warren, the Kisby Fund. Uh, it goes back some months now when you first launched it, just after the beginning of the, the COVID pandemic. And the idea was to find investable businesses, SMEs, that are really good businesses, but actually might have hit some kind of a cash flow issue. Um, I see you've got your first funding in. Yes, that's correct. Um, we've got two tranches of funding, one impact capital from a Mercantile Bank and a second tranche from a quite a large retirement fund who've given us uh, $200 million to deploy as a, a debt instrument. And so we, we're ready to rock and roll. And in fact, we've opened the platform and we've opened it specifically to what I call the first responders, to the guys who eagerly um, filled out their registration details. And so they would all have, in the last week, received an email from me asking them to also break into their holidays by doing a little bit of administration and compliance so that when we all get back in Jan, we can hit the road running and we can get a few loans out and help guys kick off 2022 with the, with the bank. How many respondents were there? I, I recall from the business community there was an enormous amount of interest. Um, it's actually been quite exceptional. There have been over 350 applicants that pre-qualify um, and many, many others that, that don't meet our, our lending criteria. So 350 that we've, we've started with um, and you know, we'll... 250 million doesn't, you know, spread that nicely amongst that many people. So we're looking to do around between 10 and 20 loans in the first six months of, of 2022. And we're hoping that the experience and, and once we demonstrate the capacity and, and the system's ability that we are able to attract more capital into the platform. Sounds like it's going to be, like be, a, gonna lot be a lot of disappointed business owners. Business owners. Well, you know, we, we, we have raised a, we, we've built three platforms that can actually assess people, you know, so we're going to process every single application and have an interaction with every single application. And, and to the extent other platforms are, are more appropriate, perhaps quasi equity in, for example, the um, Altface platform, or perhaps they able to access private debt um through the Cape Town Stock Exchange, we we are going to be directing them and, and helping the guys raise capital in some form. We've got a very specific mandate within Kisby, and, and that is to save and create jobs. And so we are naturally skewed to existing businesses, people that employ, let's say, five and above people and who are at risk of having to retrench those people. And people who are strongly favored are those who have expansion plans that have a, a very strong focus on, on job creation. So we, we skewed, but with a very specific purpose in mind, and that's to, you know, in our own way, attempt to address the unemployment issue, which I think ranks in the top five of problems South Africa has. So if you take the overall picture of those 350 uh, companies who have got through the pre-qualifying phase, 
the Kisby loan, which you've explained now, is going to be quite targeted, but there are two other options as well. I'm, I'm going to touch on those in a moment, but getting back to Kisby, what is the minimum uh, turnover, minimum number of employees, and the maximum? Because given that you, you're not looking to help big corporates. So the, the maximums are, are generally going to be dealt with through our own portfolio construction. And, and that's really to mechanisms at our disposal to protect the portfolio. We've tried to stay away from minimums and maximums as, as far as we can. So the qualifying criteria, if I can just run through them, is you need to be SARS compliant. So we want law-abiding citizens. You need to have two years um, audited financials. Um, we don't specify which two. So, but uh, that again, um, you know, is indicative of a, a socially responsible, legislatively compliant business. Um, and, you know, with two years' financial statements, we can rely on. We are looking to do loans with a minimum ticket of about 10 million, but that's really just an internal guideline. If you need less or, or more, we, we're happy to consider those. Um, we, we need you to have more than uh, two to three employees. Again, what, what we've done is we, we haven't baked in any real rules uh, into the product. What we are looking for is job creation or job preservation and being able to make a reliable credit decision. If, if those two items can be met, you're more than likely to get a, a loan uh, from us. It's not a set interest rate. It's a percentage of revenues. Uh, and explain why you went that route. In the first instance, we want to make sure that the loan is always affordable. And we link that affordability to your performance as a business. And we really are taking what you could look at as an equity stake in the business. So the, the loan is structured over eight years. Um, in the first few years, where which we assume you would be struggling, and, and that's why we want to help you. The interest rate is, is incredibly low. Um, you know, if you work it out, it's almost below 8% as a, as a nominal rate. And as your business improves, we hope partially as, as a result of improvements in the economy, but also as a result of having access to low-cost finance, we enjoy some of the, the growth that you experience. You then need to almost pay it forward and refinance that loan. And we start having those discussions in, you know, halfway through year three. By year four, you need a repayment plan. And by the end of that year, you need to have um, repaid the loan. Alternatively, at that point, we could perhaps have discussions about converting that loan into equity. Our preference, of course, is to have the loan repaid so we can use the capital to pay somebody back. We then remain as, let's call it, equity partners for a further four years. At this point, the interest seems a little expensive because you've repaid the capital. But what we hope people understand is that the benefit of a, a low-cost loan when you need it the most this is you paying us back for taking that leap of faith when when no one else would would talk to you and and so we we share we continue to share in the equity over that period so over the period of the loan um 
you know, the entire period doesn't have cheap interest. We, we admit that. But we do structure it so that it's loaded appropriately. It's, it's cheap when you need it to be cheap and, and more expensive when you can afford to take on a higher cost. At no point is it ever more than, let's call it 16% per annum. So when you, you, know, you do the math over an eight-year period, the maximum annual cost over that period would at no point exceed 16%. And that's still dramatically cheaper than what has been offered to people in the market where you see rates as high as 40% per annum. All right, so you start off paying a percentage of your revenue. The idea is that you get a big enough loan to expand your business, to, to reach your dreams, to save the jobs, and then you continue after you've repaid the loan for four more years, but you don't have an equity partner for life. It is expensive, but it's not as, as expensive as equity. We've, we've worked it out you know, that it, it literally is the cheapest type of financing available to SMEs currently in the market where long-term loans are required. You could get a cheaper rate for maybe a 12-month loan. And bear in mind that these are typically unsecured. Um, and when I say unsecured, I mean without tangible um, assets. So we aren't going to ask for grandma's farm um, in the normal course of events or you know the family jewels. We would typically secure it with implements and equipment from the business and if the business is really looking dodgy, we may look out. We, we may look to the directors or principal shareholders for, for personal guarantees. But typically, no mortgages, no you know session and pledges of your unit trusts with Alan Gray or Brentist or whoever else you invest with. So typically, we try and ring fence it to what the business can afford and to secure. And we extend outside of that to personal guarantees from the directors, the executive management of the business, if needed. So now let's, let's just go back to the, uh, the practicality of it, is that it starts at, uh, well, if you were one of the pre-qualifiers, one of those 350 uh, businesses, you would now go ahead and, and start uh, filling in all the forms so that when you get back to work in uh, mid-January, the loans could then be processed. When will, the peop- when will those businesses actually get the money? So we're hoping that we can start payments by the 1st of March, which, which sounds like a really long time. But um, our investment committee will really only return to their desks around the, the 10th of, of Jan. Um, and at that point, we really want to start inter- interacting with the SMEs. Given that this is our first batch, we, we want to understand what's in the pipeline um, so that we can help as, as many people as, as possible. I know I mentioned between 10 and, and 20 loans, but if that ends up being 50 loans, then, then so be it. But we need to understand exactly what's there, what the portfolio is looking like. And if we can give 200 people a million rand, whatever the case is, we, we want to do that. So we, we want to take some time to understand who's, who's applied, what they've applied for, and how best to, to help them. And, and that's going to require you know, some analysis and, and moving outside of the system, which will pre-disqualify you if it doesn't meet the criteria. But what we want to do is, is unpack 
even the the no answers to see if there is some way we we can help. It, it sounds to me like it would be extremely appealing to a company that has high profit margins. So the higher your profit margins, uh, if you're only paying off two percent of revenue, then this would be kind of a no-brainer. Uh, but high profit margins are not usually associated with high employment. Yes, that, that's that's correct. But the kind of businesses we're looking for are, are those, like I said, that are in high employment. Um, but And we, we have seen, for example, ones where it's still affordable, you know, provided you are making between at least the 15% profit margin, we, we think there is scope for you to afford this loan, particularly considering the alternative. You know, if, if your business can't survive with a loan at 8%, you should either not be in business or, or not have any debt on, on your books. So, you know, every which way we've, we've looked at it, the loan relative to other forms of equity remains cheap. There aren't any circumstances where anyone can accuse us of being a, a Shylock and, um, you know, extorting profits that, that aren't available from, from entrepreneurs. So, you know, whether they're high margin or, or not, if you do need debt, this is the cheapest way you can access it. Uh, before we move on to the other alternatives, Mercantile Bank, uh, that is now part of Capitec. I know you guys are very close to that organization through shareholdings, etc. Did you have to twist their arms or did they come willingly? They're very interested in what this could, could mean uh, for them as, as a business. Um, it's... The loan is, is from them, so I, you know I, I say that because while it's not a space they're actively involved in, it is an, an area they are looking at expanding into. So it's not as if um, this is a mercantile bank product. It's from their book, and it was assessed based on a normal credit assessment. Their loan is it's not as cheap as our loans. You know, hopefully they, they like the product that they actually, you know, do make it a part of their day-to-day activities. But that, I wouldn't say nothing to do with the relationship, but it's a commercial arrangement between Kisby and, and the bank on, on favorable terms to their shareholders and their depositors. Um, it just meant I, I knew the, the CEO's number if I, I didn't like something, you know, but outside of that, there was there was no other reliance on the relationship. And those other relationships with Altvest and the Cape Town Stock Exchange, how are you going to be able to leverage those now that you, you've got 350 businesses already, many more who've applied and many more who now that you're open for business at Kisby are going to want to apply? How can you assist them? Outside of a, let's call it angel or venture capital investing, we're building in the group platforms that can assist businesses in every stage of their capital or or balance sheet restructuring or balance sheet accumulation, whatever you want to call it. So in the first instance, we've got Kisby that allows cheap debt. You can then graduate to what I call quasi-equity through Altvest. And that's going to be a mechanism that in the first instance for our star performers, as you know, we've been on the show with about Altvest. If a business is able to refinance their, their loan at, at year four, 
we're going to want to have a serious discussion about making this business available to retail investors because they've now proven themselves. We've got a great track record. We would have known management. So we have an intimate knowledge of this business and it's perfect. Um, it's perfect in for some type of public consumption. Um, and we hope that people graduate through our, our platform from having debt with us, then quasi equity with Altvest. And finally, once you are ready for, let's call it a, a big boy listing for either debt or equity, then graduate onto the Cape Town Stock Exchange. So that's the idea is you, we, we start you off with debt. We nurture, mentor, watch you grow and, and just graduate you through the different platforms in all instances, making the capital that we deploy re-available for someone else who you've, you've left behind. So that's that's really the idea is you start with debt and graduate all the way through. And we're hoping that every single one of those 350 applicants find themselves submitting a listing application within the next 10 years. And, you know, that's that's the dream. It's an exciting prospect for a ambitious entrepreneur. Is that particularly who you're looking at? And, and are there any particular sectors in South Africa that are jumping out? Well, you know, there, there are some sectors that have been particularly hard hit. Guys in the tourism and, uh, you know, recreation industry. Um, our construction guys, if they could get their margins together, they high employers. Um, you know, but then also... Uh, tech and fintech and, and all the development of, of guys who are actually growing so phenomenally that we want to be able to help them in a way that doesn't, you know, keep them up at night when they should be getting their, their REM sleep. Um, so, you know, the whole Cape Town, Silicon Valley type stuff is very interesting, very exciting and is offering... Businesses, what we like about them is that while they aren't high employers, they are high. They, they draw very high, highly talented people. Um, but the business is very scalable into the rest of Africa, and, and the, the businesses are scalable into the rest of Africa and, and worldwide. So they don't just solve South African problems. Um, there is scope, and with the growth in that scope, it means you know building call centers, building help desks and all those things. And, and the ancillary benefits of those being successful do create jobs, not perhaps in the core team, but in the, the businesses that develop around them, the logistics, the call centers, the administration, all those sorts of things. And of course, then the accountants, the tax consultants, the designers and, and the, the knock-on effect. You're off to the races with Kisby. There's 250 million rand now in loans that you're looking at. What's your ambition at, at Kisby? How big a fund would you like to see this becoming? We're hoping that we can get to 5 billion uh, because at 5 billion, the funders uh, and the asset manager managing the fund are, are making decent money. I can then afford to employ the best, uh, the best, most forward-thinking analysts and technicians who can help. So... I'd be happy with a, a five billion fund, but because we've built it, you know, from the bottom up, fintech enabled, there's actually no capacity constraints um, other than the size of our imagination. So it could quite easily be a, a thirty or twenty billion rand fund if South Africa 
institutional investors like the product and, and get behind it. And that's the next step, no doubt. Now that you've got Kisby up and running, you'll be doing your first loans uh, from early in the new year. It would then be something practical that asset managers can perhaps feel and, and see. Yes, and I'm going to have data which can prove the, the test case. I'm going to have, I'll, I'll be more than just a, a PowerPoint presentation. I'll have had some successes, hopefully very few losses, or, you know, but we'll have a test case where people can delve into the data, look at what the experience has been, but more importantly, meet the entrepreneurs and see what wonderful people they've all, you know, turned away and see the, the, the difference that the capital is, is actually making. And hopefully that, had, that will open the floodgates. Have you had asset managers asking for this first? In other words, saying, bring us something that's actually working and we'll then support you. Yes, it's quite understandable. They themselves are, are managing um, other people's money and, and do need to actually walk around the vehicle and, and kick the tires and take it for a test drive and all those sorts of things. You know, this isn't the US where the third biggest car manufacturer hasn't had a, a car leave the, the production line. We're actually quite astute in our due diligences. And so I understand. And having grown up in the pension fund industry, I, I understand the boxes that need to be ticked before you take in seriously. I have used a few cheat codes to open the door. You know, you label it impact or ESG investing and, and people start talking to you before it all unfolds practically. And there are some funds who can see the vision without needing a two terabyte data room. Um, and, and so we have had some support by some of the funds who can see the future and who understand what we're doing. But for the most part, the, the guys do need a bit more assurance. You know, on the other hand, we, we do have a very high incident rate of, of fraudsters and scamsters in the country where people do need to take care of the due diligence and, and make sure that the, the funds are deployed appropriately. 